Hey guys, it's Jackson, and welcome back to another episode of Reality Talk, the podcast. So, thank God it's Friday, everyone, for real, because honestly, this week has been dragging, and it's like, been so long, I feel like. I don't know about you guys, but for me, it's just dragged on and on, and oh my gosh, I cannot be happier that it's Friday. Um, I'm also super happy that it's Friday because of my special guest for today. Um, And my guest today is none other than Dr. Tiffany Moon from the Real Housewives of Dallas on Bravo. Um, I'm a huge RHOD fan. Um, I love the Dallas franchise and I absolutely love Tiffany. She is one of my favorite housewives. So I have been wanting to interview her for a while and now I finally got the opportunity And I am so, so excited. (laughs) Um, But if you're not familiar with the Real Housewives of Dallas or Dr. Tiffany Moon, let me give you the scoop. Um, So Dr. Tiffany Moon is a mom, an entrepreneur, a wife, and an anesthesiologist, which is a first for the Real Housewives franchise. They haven't had another medical doctor on the show. I think there are going to be a few more doctors that will be on the Housewives franchise. But normally, that has not happened. So Tiffany was the first. um, And she obviously also was on um, season five of Real Housewives of Dallas. But Tiffany has a lot going on, let me tell you. A lot, a lot, a lot. So she graduated from medical school at the top of her class when she was only 23 years old. And she's also an associate professor of anesthesiology. Um, And besides that, she has some side businesses going on. So she has her aromastesia candles and her three moons wine business. So she's doing a lot of that right now, a lot of traveling and stuff for it, doing like sip and shops and things, but you can also buy her products online, obviously, and they do ship to quite a few places. Um, I know her wine doesn't ship everywhere in the U.S., so check out her website and see where it ships. But honestly, definitely check out her candles and her wine. <laughs> so she has a lot going on. She's also uh, huge on TikTok. Um, she's been making funny videos for a while on there now and just different stuff. And kind of allowing fans to see a different side of her. She was actually doing it before she was on Housewives. um, During COVID and quarantine. But so people kind of got to know her a little bit through that. But now I think people get to see her more. Because they know who she she is from the show. So they can kind of see her life with her family. And her having fun. And she does different skits. It's just so fun. So definitely check out her TikTok. Um, And yeah. So that's a little bit about Tiffany. But she joined um, Housewives of Dallas for season five, which was the last season that has aired. Um, And she had a bit of a rough time on the show. Um, The show was filmed during COVID. So there were a lot of precautions that had to be taken. Um, There was also, there was a lot of differences. Um, You didn't get to do press and stuff in a live studio or in studios and things like that. You also, they also did not go on any lavish vacations like they normally would. Um, they had to go locally. Um, I can't even remember fully where they went. They went like places in Texas or nearby to do their vacation. So it was a little bit different. Um, and the ladies were kind of 
stuck together a lot more. Um, and they kind of saw a lot of each other. So I'm sure they got tired of each other and that kind of created a lot of drama. Um, but yeah, the, the ladies didn't really fully welcome Tiffany into the group. Um, like I think she thought they would. So we discuss that as well as, um, what she thinks of the future of the show, because if you have not heard, um, the real Housewives of Dallas is currently on a hiatus. Bravo is not um, bringing the show back in 2022, um, like people originally thought um, for season six. However, just because Bravo is not bringing it back currently doesn't mean it couldn't come back in some way next year or shortly after. Because NBC Universal, which is the parent company of Bravo, um, has a streaming service, Peacock, which a lot of shows are getting rebooted on there. Um, so they kind of have some room to to have some shows on there and not have it on Bravo. The Real Housewives of Miami has been off the air for years, and it is finally returning for a fourth season, and it is going to be airing exclusively on Peacock. So there's hope for the Real Housewives of Dallas. However, right now the future is uncertain. So Tiffany and I do talk a lot about that and her feelings on the show and what she wants moving forward, as well as what people in her life thought of her being on the show. Because she was the first doctor um, that was a housewife over any of the franchises. Um, Kind of what people thought and if they thought it was a good idea, bad, and kind of how that went. And we also discuss what Tiffany has going on outside of the show. So we discuss a lot. (laughs) But anyway, without further ado, here is my interview with Dr. Tiffany Moon from the Real Housewives of Dallas on Bravo. I hope you guys enjoy. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Um, uh, It's such an honor. I've been looking forward to talking to you for a while. So this is such a treat. (laughs) Yay, I'm so sorry that it took forever to get scheduled. My my schedule's just crazy. Oh, girl, no, you're fine. I completely get it. I know you're busy. So no, I totally understand. So I'm just glad we had a little bit of time to do this. And I won't take up too much of your time, but... Like I said, thank you again for doing this. Yeah, I'm so glad to be here. Yes, yes. Okay, so I want to start kind of at the beginning of things, even before Housewives and all of that, because I'm really curious. Um, So what made you decide to get into the medical field? Oh, my gosh. When my parents first immigrated from the United States, to, um, I mean, from China to the United States, they were both in a really bad car accident. And back Mm -hmm. then, you know, the seatbelt laws were not very strict. So my dad was ejected from the vehicle and like broke multiple ribs, had a broken leg, had a concussion, was in the ICU, all these things. And like, we thought he was going to die. And I just felt like the doctors and the nurses that helped save my dad's life were, were just such heroes to me. Um, mm-hmm. And so when 
people started asking me like, oh, what do you want to be when you grow up? I was like, well, doctor, you know, because I want to be able to help people the other way that those people helped my dad. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's awesome. So that made you want to actually get into anesthesiology. Did you look at other areas of medicine or was that just something you were always interested in? Yeah. When I started medical school, I thought I wanted to either be a brain surgeon or a plastic surgeon. And then I tried both of those things and I was like, nope, don't want to be a surgeon. But while (laughs) I was in the OR, I saw what the anesthesiologist did, which before I went to medical school, like who knows what anesthesia is really, you know, like if you tell people like I'm a teacher, I'm a firefighter, like people are like, oh, generally I understand what you do at your job. But when you tell people like I'm an anesthesiologist, people are like, so what exactly does that mean? You know what I mean? And so by being in the OR, because I had thought I wanted to be a surgeon, I actually was introduced to anesthesiology. And I just loved it from the very beginning because you're really in control. It's very pharmacologically and physiologically driven. And it's like every patient is different. And almost every day, it's like I'm doing a new science experiment. And for anyone who doesn't know, I'm a huge nerd. So... um, (laughs) learning about all these different drugs and putting people to sleep and controlling their blood pressure and their heart rate. You know, I, I tend to be a little bit of a control freak in case you had not gathered that from watching um, the show. Um, I'm a control freak. I like things just how I like it. I like to be precise and all of those attributes are actually very highly valued in anesthesia. And I was like, mm-hmm. this is the perfect medical specialty for me. It really is. Yes. Oh my gosh. That's awesome. Um, now moving on to housewives. Um, so why did you decide to join season five of real housewives of Dallas? That is such a good question, Jackson. And I ask myself that sometimes, um, <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> um, um, well, my friend Deandra had been on it since season two and she, and I went to some of the events that she had held, um, back when, you know, we could have parties with other people. And (laughs) so I saw the cameras and stuff and she actually really liked it. I mean, she had her bad moments too, but overall Mm -hmm. she spoke very, very highly of the show. Um, and being the nerd that I was, um, in my younger years and going to school and focusing so much on just grades and academic achievement, I never really had a group of girlfriends where we just stayed up late and had slumber parties and, you know, talked about things. And she sort of portrayed that this housewife thing would be that, and that we'd take these fabulous trips internationally, which I just (laughs) love to travel. And so she really sold me on it. I thought it was going to be like a fun slumber party with all these new friends. And then we'd get to go to fabulous places and have fun. And, and I was tricked. <laughs> right. <laughs> Not right. by Deandra. I mean, it, it just didn't end up how um, I hoped it would, but I don't think she intentionally tricked me is what I'm trying to say. Um, I just think it, it did not turn out well for me. Right, right. And everyone has a different experience. So I get that. And I think, you know, kind of varies. And also, you had to deal with COVID and all of that while you were filming, which really altered, I think, the experience than maybe you would have had. I mean, some of the stuff would have been the same, obviously. But, you know, if it wasn't, you could have went on an international trip and 
you know, had a cool experience like that. But yeah. And when I agreed to do the show, there was not a thing such as COVID. Um, right. <laughs> you know, it was, it was actually right before um, COVID. Cause I remember my interview with the executive producer was um, Christmas time. Cause I remember doing it in front of my Christmas tree. And then oh. shortly after that, I was invited um, to have a spot on season five. Um, okay. And they were going to, you know, talk about filming a few uh, a few months later and then COVID hit and just, you know, as you know, <laughs> all hell broke. Right. 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 So yeah, I think that altered your experience, but um, now did you watch the show prior to joining? And if you did, what did you think of the show? <laughs> I had never seen a single episode of any of the other franchises. I had mm-hmm. caught Dallas here and there, um, especially because I wanted to see Deandra and I was hoping that maybe I'd like be uh, have a cameo because I knew I went to that party. But you never know what's right. going to show. Um, right. And then when I found out I was going to be on season five, I watched all of season four, like within two or three days and took notes. So before I became a housewife, you can basically say that I did not see like any of the other franchises. I could barely name who would be on each city. Right. Wow. Um, And when you saw the show, were you, when you watched season four, were you hesitant? Did it make you like scared to join? Did you want to back out? No, not really. I mean, I thought that, you know, they had really funny moments when I was watching season four. I mean, there was a few things that I was like, you know, dying laughing. Um, I saw that the conflicts that they had, they seemed real and they seemed to kind of resolve them. Um, And I didn't feel that there was any below the belt hits is what I call it. You know, like we can take little jabs at each other. There needs to be a little conflict, you know, Um, but I didn't see anything that was like, terrible like what happened to me um so I felt fine about it yeah um now as a doctor because um married to medicine obviously they have a lot of physicians and people in the medical field on their show but housewives you were the first and um were you hesitant at all as a doctor to share your life on reality TV for the world to see. No, I I was proud of the fact that I was the mm-hmm. first medical doctor in the franchise, like in all the cities. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to showcase the fact that you can be a reputable mm-hmm. physician taking care of patients and be silly and funny and a housewife. Like people seem to sometimes think that being those two things is mutually exclusive. And one of the reasons I actually wanted to join the show was to show people that um, it's not mutually exclusive. You can be both of those things. Yes. Yes. That's so true. And I think people kind of get to see that with married to medicine a little bit, which is nice. But like you said, you were the first housewife to do it. So I think that was really cool. Um, Now, what was the reaction of like, the people at your work, like patients and your family when you joined the show? Well, my husband was very supportive um, and my Mm -hmm. children were too young to have an opinion. My parents (laughs) did not know what Bravo or Real Housewives were because they hang out with a predominantly Chinese community here in Dallas. And so like they don't even know. I don't think they even have Bravo on their TV. Um, So I was just fine with that. 
Um, (laughs) And then when work people started to find out because it like leaked, um, they were not very supportive, generally speaking. I had a few girlfriends that were like, oh, my God, that's so cool. You're going to be the first doctor on Housewives. You know, I, I mean, I did have a few friends that were supportive. But overall, I will tell you that my um, colleagues at at work were not supportive. They questioned um, my desire to be on the show. Like, why would you want to do that? You know, Um, Mm -hmm. they threatened that my position at work might be in jeopardy if I joined the show. They insinuated that my professional reputation may be at risk because I joined the show. And I, it angered and upset me, as you could imagine. And I sort of was like, I'm going to show you, I'm going to show you that I can go on this show and represent a physician and an Asian American woman and do a good job, you know, and Mm -hmm. it's not, I still do the same anesthesia that I did before I was a housewife, maybe even better because I've learned some new techniques and things since then. Um, so I, I kind of almost did it to prove those people wrong. Mm-hmm. And what do those people think now after the show has aired and all that? I have no idea because I haven't asked them. Yeah, and quite frankly, going through the housewives and going through COVID the last year, you know, I really have learned a lot about myself and stopped caring so much what all those people think, because whether those people who were the naysayers when they found out I was going to be on the show, whether they're now like, oh, she actually did a good job. She represented us well, blah, blah, blah. Or they're like, See, you know, she's an embarrassment to our profession. Like, either way, I don't really care. <laughs> that's good. That's good. And that's, hey, that's something you took from it. That's really good. That's awesome. Um, now, which of the ladies from Real Housewives of Dallas do you still talk to? Just Deandra. Okay. I have not texted, called, DM'd anything with anybody else. Wow. Interesting. Nor have they reached out to me. Like it's, you know, none, no parties have reached out to the other parties. Yes. Yes. And, um, yeah, I mean, things are probably still fresh in a way. So I'm sure that makes total sense. Now I have seen that you are friends with some other Bravo levs, um, and you were on watch what happens live a little bit. So tell me about that. So which, other Bravo stars have you connected with? Um, I have connected with Ebony um, in New York. She actually was in yeah. Dallas not too long ago, um, incidentally, um, picking up her reunion dress. So let's not go there. Oh. Um, <laughs> I know, girl, that was that was the whole thing. Um, Crystal has become one of my very close friends. Um, I've seen her in L.A. Um, I'm actually going out there again um, soon. Um, I connected with Jenny from Salt Lake City. Um, she and her daughter came to Dallas and we had a little play date because her daughter is close in age with my daughters. Oh, um, yes. And um, when she got invited to go on Watch What Happens Live, she said oh, they gave me like four days advance notice to fly to New York for Watch What Happens Live. 
Um, and my husband, her husband, um, is a chiropractor. And so he had patients booked and mm-hmm. couldn't like just cancel all his patients for two days. Um, right. she's like, and I don't want to go to watch what happens alone. You know, it's like a special thing. And I was like, I'll go with you. And I was like, I mean, truth be told, I'm a little salty that I never got to do a watch what happens live, live in the clubhouse because I did two and they were both via zoom because of COVID. And right. so I was like, I'm, I'm getting all up in that clubhouse. If I have to be a guest in the audience, on Watch What Happens Live of Jenny's, that is just fine with me because I just need to say that I've been inside of the clubhouse because what kind of real housewife, even if I just did only one season, hasn't had the opportunity to go into the clubhouse? Like, it's not fair. <laughs> right, right. And so it was like, I was like, girl, forget your husband. I'll fly to New York. I'll meet you there. And we went out for sushi and drinks. I, you know, went on Watch What Happens Live with her. We had drinks afterwards. And then I flew back to Dallas and she flew back to Salt Lake City. It was so much fun. Yeah. So how was the experience being in the clubhouse? And I think you got to sit in like the, is it the Oprah chair and all of that. And you got to, he even asked you some questions. So you kind of got a little bit of the Watch What Happens Live experience. Yes. I mean, it's so much better when you're taping in studio because there's an audience there and they're like cheering and laughing yeah. Um, and then there were the bartenders that were there. And it's just, it's like everything else in life. Like the live experience is just so much better than the Zoom experience. Right, right. Yes. Um, do you have any regrets from your time on the show? Um, I wouldn't necessarily call them regrets. But if I had the opportunity to like maybe um, do it all over again, knowing what I know now. I think I wouldn't have tried so hard because a lot of the times I felt like I was doing a job and I needed to like make a scene or try to be funny or do something. Um, and I think, you know, some of the ladies didn't like that or it just came across as I was trying too hard, probably because I was trying too hard, but that's sort of my personality. Like, you know, I understand the assignment and I was trying to do it. Um, but yeah. in retrospect, I think I probably should have just chilled out and like been myself a little bit more. Okay. For sure. I think, but I think, and I think a lot of people agree with this. Um, I think you definitely did do a great job on the show and I think you brought a different energy um, and like I said, with the circumstances of everything that was going on in the world at the time, and you, you were working and you have a family too, like you were very busy. So um, in reality, TV is a lot to handle and deal with and maneuver. So I think you did a fantastic job. And I think people really fell in love with your personality. And I think if there was ever another season and you decided to do it again, I think people might you might get to see more of your fun personality and people can see you on TikTok and social media and stuff. So I think <laughs> people see a little bit of your personality elsewhere, but yeah, I think you did a great job. You're so sweet. Yeah. People on TikTok are like, Oh my gosh, you're so funny. How come you weren't funny on the show? And I was like, Girl, because I was too busy being like attacked and gaslit and having to like defend myself. Like, you know, how are you supposed to be like funny and carefree when people are like attacking you? Right. You know what I mean? Right. Right. So I'm like, you know what? Forget R.H.O.D. Just follow me on TikTok. 
Yes, yes. Um, and I and I think you were funny on the show, and I think we got. I, I mean, I thought you personally were, and I think you had a lot of funny moments, especially in like the fun little confessionals and things like that. So I definitely think you were funny. But about TikTok, um, you have made it big on TikTok, and you were doing that before. R-H-O-D. So um, when did you start um, doing TikTok and what do you like most about TikTok? I started TikTok during quarantine in like Mm -hmm. March. Like if you scroll all the way down, my first video um, is like in March. And actually my 15-year-old stepdaughter was the one that like helped me sign up for TikTok and she and I would like do dances and stuff. So um, that was a quarantine project because we were all stuck at home and I was like, sure, I'll do a TikTok dance with you. Like, what else is there to do? Um, And then I just started and she would show me. She's like, oh, you should get two outfits together and then you do it like this and it like changes your outfit and then you walk into frame again and it's like you're wearing a different outfit. And I was like, that's kind of fun. That's cute. So it gave her and me like... I don't know, little projects um, during quarantine to sort of pass the time. And it also really bonded us um, because, mm-hmm. as you know, you know, teenage girls can be difficult sometimes. So we had our ups and downs, um, but it really got us closer together, which I realize sounds um, really silly. Um, but she actually is responsible for, for getting me on TikTok. And then after that, it just took off. Like I made a couple of videos and they just, I don't know, like went viral and then it, I just kept making them because it's, it's fun. That's why it's my favorite social media platform because it's really, I think it gives you the opportunity to show your personality and be fun. Whereas Instagram that I also love is so like curated and photoshopped and posed, which is fine. I do all those things too. Um, mm-hmm. But TikTok, I just feel like it's more authentic. Yes, for sure. For sure. Now, and I think you said before, your mom did not know about TikTok, but uh, has she seen any of your TikToks now? (laughs) Yeah, I show them to her. I've Uh showed her all my Asian mom TikToks. And Uh then, you know, in in true Asian mom, tiger mom fashion, she critiques them. She's like, you should have said this instead. It would have been better. And I'm like, Uh well, okay, mom. Like, so she's, mom is totally in on the TikTok joke. Yes. Well, that's good. That's good. So she knows that. And then um, did she watch herself on TV or did you show her a clip of herself on TV at all? Nope. No. Nope. (laughs) Nope. Nope. She heard about it from her friends because, you know, everybody loves to stir the pot a little. So she did right. get calls from some of her friends that were like, oh, my daughter said that she, her daughter saw you on a TV show and was like saying that, you know, she had a really lonely childhood and you weren't a good mom to her and you're always, you know, picking on her and telling her what she should be doing better in her life and all that stuff. So I did hear it um, from my dad. My dad actually called me and told me that my mom was upset because of the things that some of her friends had told her. But I assured her that's not what I intended. And, you know, we had a really nice moment towards the end of the season. So we're we're in a good place. That's good. That's good. Um, Now, I'm curious. So I know you have a lot of stuff going on outside of the show and your successful career in medicine. So what other projects uh, slash businesses do you have? 
Yeah. So my main one is my Aromasthesia candle line, which was also a quarantine project. And in true nerd fashion, I combined my love of aromatherapy and anesthesia into aromasthesia. So I have 18 candles and they are all named after anesthesia drugs. And the Mm -hmm. ones that are more relaxing and calming are named after the anesthesia drugs that make you go night night. And Uh then (laughs) the scents that are more energizing and uplifting are the drugs that we give you at the end of surgery so that you can wake up and go home. (laughs) So um, they all have snarky taglines as housewives do. Um, They're all for like for humans who need a nap, for humans who need a hug, um, for humans who are more salty than sweet. Like they're all have little, you know, catchy phrases. Um, and yeah, there's 18 different scents, um, and I sell them online as well as occasional pop-up shops. And we donate the proceeds from those candles to victims of domestic violence. Wow. Awesome. Very cool. Yeah. So we need to get you some candles. It's prime candle season. I'm telling you, these things are like flying off the shelves because I think people are spending more time at home. The weather um, has dropped. I have one called ketamine, which smells like pumpkin spice, and I cannot pour this candle fast enough. It's like selling out. People just love it. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to actually get one. That sounds awesome. Yeah, I would love to get you one. Yes. Oh, my gosh. And then you have some other stuff, too. Do you still have your wine? Yes. So my husband and I have been making wine for over 10 years and we would give bottles of it to friends and family for, you know, home. like when we go to someone's house to have dinner, you know, you can't show up empty handed. We would bring a couple bottles of wine and people would always be like, oh, my God, that wine you bought last night was so delicious. Like, where can I get it from? And we're like, you can't. It's a private reserve label that's made in Napa by our private winemaker. And it's not for sale because you have to get like a license to sell and distribute alcohol that's like a bajillion dollars and all these legal regulations. But then so many people asked about this wine that I was like, maybe we should just give it a go. So we applied for all the licensing and um, increased our production. And now we can say that we have our private wine label, which is called Three Moons Wine. And it's online for people to um, order um, to most states. We didn't get all the states approved. Um, and then also during the pop-ups, I um, have like sip and shop events where you're able to taste the wine, shop for the candles, um, mix and mingle. And I just, I love wine because it like brings people together. Right. Oh my gosh. That's awesome. I love all of that. So you're very busy, which is good. Um, <laughs> I just keep adding projects to my plate. I need to stop, Jackson. Someone tell me to stop. Oh, no, no, no. Well, I mean, it keeps you busy, which can be good and bad, but I think it's good because you've kind of expanded and you can kind of do things that, you know, with, especially with this platform you have, you can do things different, you know, different things than maybe you originally thought you could do. So I think that's awesome. And it seems like you really enjoy um, these extra projects that you're doing. So that's always good. It is. And I, I mean, I seriously have like the best supporters and fans because, you know, they, they follow me, they encourage me, they buy my products. And I don't know, I just like, I feel 
um, I don't know, so blessed to have like the best followers ever. Yes. Yes. And I think, is it, is it moonbeams? Is that what, uh, yes. uh somebody created that. <laughs> I, somebody who, I don't know who to credit properly for making that, but when the first, when the first episode started airing and people were like, Oh, I really like this, you know, new housewife, Tiffany moon. Um, you know, I stand her already and people were <laughs> yeah. like hashtag moonbeams. And I was oh. like, Oh my God, that is so cute. And I, I would love to know the original person who created that. I would love to like send them a gift, but I don't know who it is. Oh, we'll have to see you. But yeah, that's an, I love that. That's such a cute name. And yeah, it just, that's so awesome. Um, now my last question for you. Um, so if RHOD were to ever come back, um, because I'm obviously right now, the future is not really certain and, you know, all of that, um, if it were to ever come back, would you want to do it again? You know, I think the answer to that would really depend on who my cast member, fellow cast members would be. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not have a problem with, you know, basically working another job while I was working a full-time job in the hospital in the middle of a pandemic. That was not the problem. The production crew was amazing. I'm like friends with them and still text with them to this very day. My main issues with why I did not love being on season five was because of some of my castmates. You know, we were just like oil and water, could not mesh. And I feel that if there was a different mix of people, that it could become something wonderful. Um, and, and you know, what Deandra had sort of promised me in the beginning. Um, but, yeah, it just wasn't the right mix of characters. And I think that was one of the main reasons that um, we were put on hiatus. Um, and I, for one, um, am actually really relieved and grateful for this pause um, because I can't imagine like currently filming right now and working in the hospital and working on my side businesses and spending time with my family. So, you know, never say never. I would love to entertain the thought of being on it again in the future if the casting were right. Yeah, that's awesome. And I'm just curious, um, I'm sure, I mean, you're active on social media, but when the show was put on hiatus, did you ever see um, a lot of people were gunning for you to be on a Married to Medicine franchise in um, Dallas? And I thought that, and they had like little pictures of you and they like edited them and like, it was like starring Tiffany Moon. It was so cute. And I was like, oh my gosh, that'd be such a cool idea I saw them I saw them and like those are my moonbeams and I love them I've never seen an episode of married to medicine but I imagine that it's probably more medical and less drama than housewives and I would love to be on like a married to medicine or whatever you want to call it that focuses on um, me and other women who are physicians or married to physicians. Like I would definitely be down for that because one of the things that I was really upset about with housewives, and this is, um, not 
for anyone in particular was that I never got to show my hospital or doctor side. Like it was sort of mentioned, um, but we weren't allowed to film at my place of employment, um, like interacting with patients or sort of being in the operating room and all that sort of stuff. So I feel like this whole big part of my life that's important to me was never really shown on the show. So I would love to be on a show that um, also encompasses that aspect of my life. Oh my gosh. Yes. That would be someone call Andy, make it happen. (laughs) Yes. It can be called, it can be called whatever. Um, But someone, someone start a petition and call Andy. (laughs) Yes, for sure. That would be awesome. And I think, yeah, people are definitely um, wanting you back on TV in some way. So I think, something like that would be really cool and it'd be hopefully be a different experience, maybe more positive and that kind of thing. So that would be awesome. Maybe in the future. Yes. But I just thought it was so cute because I saw the little who were editing the pictures and people are so creative now. They like edit these pictures and it looks so like it's legit. So sometimes it's like, you know, they have the official Bravo logo on things. It's so, it's just so creative. I love it. But yeah, so I, saw I that. know. And, like, <laughs> and those people are so sweet that are like, can you please get back on our TV or, you know, I mean, that makes me feel so good that, that I'm made that much of an impact in people's lives that they want to continue seeing more of me. You know, that makes me feel really good and balances out um, all the troll comments that I got. So thank you, Moonbeams, for um, yes. showing me all that love. Thank you so much. Yes. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much again for doing this. I had so much fun and it was such an honor. I'm so happy. Oh, you're so sweet. Thank you for having me on your show. Thank you guys so much for listening to my interview with Dr. Tiffany Moon from the Real Housewives of Dallas on Bravo. I hope you guys enjoyed it. If you want more reality talk, please follow our social media it's at Reality Talk Podcast on Instagram, or you can follow my personal social media. It's at JacksonSeth35 on Twitter and Instagram. Um, and all of Tiffany's information and her social links and her website will be in the episode description. So you guys can check out her stuff and buy her products. But anyway, thank you guys so, so much for all of the love and support. I love you guys. And I'll see you guys next week. <laughs> Oh, 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 oh,